Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, I'm Ed. And I'm Jam. It's great to be here. This is the Faith in Kids podcast. We're up to episode six. But that's amazing. Yeah. Jam, tell me, did you ever have any memorable injuries as a child? Well, there was always somebody at school who basically broke something. And I've never broken a bone, which I'm pleased with. But I did once have some in- an incident with some barbed wire that I'd rather not go into. So that was quite painful. And did your mum afterwards say, have you had your tetanus jab? Oh, I got a tetanus jab as a result of it. I feel like I was asked yeah. most days, did I, have I had a tetanus yeah, jab yeah. as a child? Yeah. 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 Uh, in my family, it yeah. was always my brother who got injured. So he got bitten by an Alsatian on a holiday. Wow. He stood on a jellyfish. He's got a scar above one eye. Wow, okay. The best I manage. He's a warrior. Something like that. And there is, you know, being a boy, there's something yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, I, we in our garden had a zip wire. Right. That we throughout our childhood called it a death slide, which now in yeah. retrospect is, is odd, really. Right. But I once fell off that from the highest point, which was about sort of five metres off the ground. Whoa. Yeah, and I landed on my back. Wow. Yeah. And that, so it was my first experience of being winded. Okay. And as a child you you think you're you're going to die. Yeah. You can't breathe. Yeah. So I think that there is an element of panic, I think, when you're winded as a child, which is will I ever breathe again? Do you know that feeling? I've not had it that bad. <laughs> but okay. it's a great way to start a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Especially one for children. <laughs> it is also true. Having said that, we are talking about there would be a point where Jesus felt very winded because he was nailed to a cross. And that's what we're looking at in this episode, isn't it? We are. So the reason we're talking about pain is that, is that it is arguable that the way Jesus died was about the most painful way people have ever invented to kill someone. Yeah. So, welcome to the show, and uh, let's get it started. We're now going to hear the Bible reading we're looking at. It's Luke 23, 32 to 34. And while we're listening, why don't you just listen out for what happened to Jesus and what he did. Our reading is from Luke chapter 23, verses 32 to 34. There were also two criminals led out with Jesus to be killed. Jesus and the two criminals were taken to a place called the Skull. There the soldiers nailed Jesus to his cross 
they also nailed the criminals to their crosses, one beside Jesus on the right and the other beside Jesus on the left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. The soldiers threw lots to decide who would get his clothes. So that was the reading. What happens next, Ed? So now you can pull out the wonder of Easter if your family are going to look through one of the studies for today. We're on page 57, day 16. This is a key story, yeah. nailed to a cross. Yeah, and this is basically something that virtually anyone can do, but there are probably one or two exceptions. If you're being chased by a bear... Right now. Yeah, I think you shouldn't, because it's, hard, it's not going to be possible to pull it out of your pocket, the book, Yeah, and... Keep going at this pace. Yeah. And would you climb a tree to escape a bear or are they better climbers than people? Oh, I don't know. That's hard, isn't it? So it I think depends pro- on the bear. Is it a black bear, brown bear or a grizzly bear? Surely they all do one. They must all climb. How can you say your bears are the same? You're bearist. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't have you down as a bearist, but so, there we go. And, and I mean, there are... Uh, which animals, Jam, could you be chased by and it be all right to get out the wonder of Easter and do a family Bible time? A sloth. Yes. You've probably got an hour. <laughs> you have. Yeah, you've got an hour. If you if you walked slowly, you, yeah. you could run away from a sloth. Yeah. All I know is that across land, uh, crocodiles and hippos are surprisingly quick. They are. They are. They are. Hip- yeah. So any of them, you shouldn't get out the book. It feels like we're getting into fun facts now, okay, and, I'm, and I'm a bit worried. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. You're quite right, yeah, Jim. No. Task in hand. Yes. Open it up. Yeah. Page 57. Let's get into the Bible. Are you still with us? Okay, now is the time for fun facts. Now, in today's story, Jam, uh, Jesus at one point says, uh, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, now, we obviously know that Jesus used even their incredible mistake for his glory. But it did make me wonder of other famous mistakes people have made. I've come up with three. One was that there was a boy once who was so unsuccessful at school, his teachers believed he had huge learning difficulties. His name was Albert Einstein. Wow. So the lesson there is, kids, you can be a genius and no one can know. Yeah. The certainty is true. The Lord made you wonderfully. Mm. Secondly, uh, Columbus, who discovered America, he was actually trying to get to India and China. Wow, that's a big wrong turn at the it, traffic lights, isn't really it? It really is. Yeah. And, and a, and I think I don't think this is apocryphal, but apparently that's why he called the indigenous people he found there Indians. Right. So uh, he just genuinely believed he was in India. Yeah. Easy mistake to make. I, I guess yeah. so. Especially when you've got nothing to compare it to. <laughs> no. I mean... You've never been to either place. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. And all of it is an improvement on sailing off the edge of the world, which is what some people thought that they might actually do. Is it? Did he? Had he ever been to India? I don't know. I don't think so. I guess you don't not you don't get to go many times around the world if you're sailing. Not in f- 1492 or whatever <laughs> no. it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, my final one is it took 177 years to build Pisa's famous bell tower. Yeah. And within just 10, it was starting to really lean. Wow. Uh, they built it apparently on the wrong kind of soil. The foundations weren't deep enough. Hence the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, and you know the painful part is now they could actually make it go upright, yeah. but they choose not to. Where's because, the fun in that? You know, you end up with the... Pisa. 
Pisa. The Tower of Pisa. <laughs> you would. No not. one wants to see the Tower they of Pisa. Don't. They don't. I mean, it's it's. It, I mean, the whole thing looks like a cocktail shaker or something. Yeah, anyway, yeah. it's an and, extraordinary and building. I've been there, Jan. Have you? And it's right next to an absolutely beautiful cathedral. Right. And obviously, you can imagine, no one cares a jot yeah. about the cathedral. It's just the slightly lopsided bell tower they care about. We're all about the tower that went wrong. And finally, oh, there's more. There's one quick one, and that is uh, today we are looking at the moment in the Bible where Jesus was crucified. Now, in each of the Gospels, that is that is all we are told about that moment. The Gospel writers choose to tell us very little about what it is to be crucified, and I'm going to tell you very little because it's awful. But it is it is the word we get excruciating from. Mm. That word excruciating. Uh, in the middle of it is cruce, yeah, which crux. is, thank you, yes. which is the cross. Yeah. So that word was invented to try to describe the pain of crucifixion, which people generally reckon is the most painful form of execution invented. Thousands of people were executed in this way. In that sense, Jesus wasn't special. Uh, and at the time, it was against the law for a Roman citizen to be crucified because it was judged to be so awful that you couldn't... Even if you're a, Ro- if a Roman citizen didn't deserve that, whatever they'd done. Exactly. So yeah. it really was the outsiders who had done something awful. And now we come to the part of the show where I get to say... It's got questions! <laughs> I really have. Okay. I'm going to first of all tell you my two questions and then I'm going to read a bit of the passage just to recap, okay, and to remind you what where we got to. So my two questions are, what are the different things that happened to Jesus in this passage? And what did Jesus pray when he was being put on the cross? Now, you might want to think, what would you have prayed if you had been in his position? And then you could just think, I wonder why he prayed what he prayed. Okay, let me read a bit to you to remind you what we've seen. There were also two criminals led out with Jesus to be killed. Jesus and the two criminals were taken to a place called the skull and there the soldiers nailed Jesus to the cross. They also nailed the criminals to their crosses, one beside Jesus on the right and the other beside Jesus on the left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. The soldiers threw lots to decide who would get his clothes. Remember the questions? What happened to Jesus? And what did he pray? And why? Off you go.
Hope you enjoyed that. Coming up now is a little sketch in which two soldiers are reflecting on what just happened at the cross. Roll a dice to see who goes first. Do we have to do this? What's your problem? For a start, I hate playing Monopoly. It's a good game. I've got the Rome version. You always cheat and build hotels on the Appian Way and charge a fortune for rent. It's all part of the game. Anyway, I tried buying pasta pigs, but you can't get it here. Pigs aren't kosher. There is that. Anyway, we've got to find a way of working out which of us gets Jesus' clothes. I don't think I want them. Well, if you win them, you can give them to whoever you want. Like me, for example. Fine. Roll the dice. Anyway, why don't you want them? Oh, it was just something he said as he was putting up the crosses. Everyone was screaming and shouting and calling them names. But this Jesus guy said something that really got to me. Did he call you horse face? No, he didn't. And why would he call me that? Because you've got a face like a horse. I have not. You kidding me? First time I saw you in the barracks, I wanted to put a saddle on you and trot around the city on your back. <laughs> well, frankly, that says more about you than it does about me. So he didn't call you horse face? Stop saying that! Fine. What did he say? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Well, that's true in your case. How do you mean? You've got no idea what you're doing. The last crucifixion you did, the cross collapsed... And Decimus ended up in hospital. That was my first one. Anyway, he didn't mean it like that. He meant... Well, I don't know what he meant. It's like he wanted us to be forgiven. How is that even possible? No idea. And if you ask me, he's left it a bit late. Oh, I need to go for a walk. We're about to play Monopoly. I'm going out. Come back. Horse face. I heard that. Okay, here's a song for today. It's called All Our Days by Randall Goodgame. You can get this on his album Sing the Gospel, which probably head over to the Good Book Company for that. It says it's a Slugs and Bugs collection thing. I mean, Slugs and Bugs is a great name for a thing, isn't it? It's all of his things. Right. All of his things are Slugs and Bugs. Yeah. And this is All Our Days. We've deliberately chosen one that's a bit quieter. And a bit more reflective. That's it. Hope you enjoy it. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love Jesus prayed for people who hated him. In the story we looked at today, he prayed for people who were killing him. In fact, the Bible says right now, at this moment, Jesus is in heaven praying for his people. I wonder, what do you think Jesus is praying for you right now? What is his prayer for you? That's worth thinking about some more. I'm going to say a prayer. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you that today we were able to stand and see Jesus Christ as he was put on the cross. 
Thank you, Father, that that is the beginning of the most important weekend in all human history. We pray we would know, Father, he did that out of love. Even as he was being killed, he was still loving. Thank you, Father, he loves us today and he shows it to us. Amen. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Hello, I'm Ed. This is the Faith in Kids podcast. It's great to be here. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, and I keep going. Yeah. Are you not going to say hello? Oh, no, I, would. I, I didn't think I would. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's so great. I'm, I'm really not. You're not. No, doing... let's do that again. Okay.